and we're into starting to live some surrender. And the uh, uh, surrender is, is the way you live in the presence of God. The way you live in the presence of a program that addresses you with respect and you find yourself having more vitality and you, and you hardly even notice that your agenda is being destroyed. Crunched, you know, broken down and hauled away. Um, uh, with this new identity and the focus as I was saying, that used to be always on um, the results, security, fulfillment, and happiness, um, uh, the results that both tantalized us and energized us to kind of yearn for, and the results that in turn mocked us, because the results would come back and say, you don't have a chance. <laughs> Loser. I mean, some people make it and some don't. And you're very obviously, you're not making it. Loser. Anyone else here? Who's next? Um, that kind of thing. We, we're drawn into this surrender mode, and the focus goes from the shining results to what I would call a double thing acceptance and footwork. <laughs> Acceptance, accept everything, and footwork. Um, and when I say accept everything, I, I, that brings to mind immediately something to say. Uh, the principal way an Al-Anon would misunderstand acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the advice given sometimes in the program, we can't accept the unacceptable. And I, that's a bit of advice that I think is sound. Uh, but it, it can be misunderstood. It's as if somebody is saying, we advise you to accept everything, but accept this, don't accept that. No. But it's, if I might, to, to refuse to accept the unacceptable means to refuse to go along with behavior and become a part of it by entering into the, for example, uh, let's say a gross example would be physical abuse. And, um, and then, well, I guess I gotta accept everything. So gee whiz, you know, and then stay. Um, and you can say, no, 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 no. You, you, you can accept the fact this person's an abuser Accept that fact, but it isn't just if you stay around as a target, as a punching bag, you are cooperating in sick behavior. They need a punching bag to keep going. You say, okay, I'll be your punching bag. That's not acceptance. That's agreement to be sick with somebody. And so when you say accept, to not accept the unacceptable, you can see the meaning. It isn't that you don't accept the reality of the other person. It means that I don't accept me responding and being a sick partner in the, in the behavior. A, a more subtle version of that, that we're more commonly in, since not everybody is physically abused, I, um, but just about everybody gets verbally abused. And uh, whenever anyone starts out a conversation with you with a harsh tone and a blaming, do you know what you went and did? You know, uh, they start out like that. 
If you respond in kind, you lose. If you respond in kind, you're agreeing to the premise of the person yelling at you. You're you're saying implicitly, you're yelling at me and accusing me of things, and I'd like to quibble with some details of the charge. (laughs) I think you're a little inaccurate in the charge. But by quibbling with the details of the charge, I implicitly agree with your premise. That the premise is, if I find a defect of character in you, then I have a right to abuse you. Blame you and push you around. That is an unacceptable premise for a conversation. We are called to have uh, respect and tolerance for one another. We can confront one another, you bet. Someone misbehaves and hurts you, bring it up. But we don't bring it up in a spirit of hate and attack and revenge and so forth, because that's sick. That's, that's the, and if anyone begins the conversation with an accusing, interesting in the scripture, the name for Satan in the Old Testament, in the, uh, in the New Testament both, in Revelations and in Daniel and in the book of Job even. You know, the, uh, Satan is the accuser. The one who stands before God and accuses the children of God day and night. The accuser. You get it. No, an accusing in that spirit is saying, I caught you, you did something wrong, and therefore we can hurt you, put you down, throw you away, exact the blood. Uh, And if we accept that as a premise and and want to quibble with the details (laughs) and say that, no, I don't deserve that much punishment, I'd like to be let off only... Well, then we're in the system and we're accepting the unacceptable in in the sense of that phrase. But if we, if, if a conversation begins with a put-down and you say, I don't do that, I don't do this kind of talk, um, I, don't, I don't accept yelling and put-down as a way of doing anything between two people, goodbye. Ready to talk in another way, I'll talk. I won't do this one. Bye-bye. That is accepting the other person. You're not rejecting the, the reality of the person and their behavior, because we have no choice. The acceptance in this fundamental surrendered sense doesn't mean being a doormat or going along with things. It means affirming and agreeing to live in this world you know, <laughs> before they shape up. You know, it means agreeing to, uh, to be in a place that uh, inevitably puts us in, we, we're all in sick systems, you know, I mean there's a book being written about the church being a dysfunctional family, society is a dysfunctional family in many ways, we can, um, it's even getting into the courts, you know, the, uh, they'll have a big, big struggle here to get the, the victim, you know, perpetrator as victim uh, defense that the Menendez brothers trial probably put forward better than anyone so far, is to um, uh, 
when people shot gun to death, their parents, you can point out they've been abused and therefore um, it's not that something they should be responsible for. Well, you know, there's some distinctions to be made, but if you turn that corner and get sentimental and weird and backwards, what we're talking about is a very sick family going into, and the family wins. It makes the courts sick. <laughs> the courts give in and go along with the, with the sick family's reasoning, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Um, just an example, you know, that I don't know all about the case, but to the impression I have. Um, so we uh, accept the fact that we're, there's a lot of sick systems around. We accept that we're not going to be, we, we don't have to wait to live. We don't have to wait and say, first we've got to fix several things, then we can start living after the repair is done. You know? uh, <laughs> that's the attitude in a sick situation. It's that we, um, you know, later, later it might get better, but right now the main thing to do is to dodge the bullets. Uh, the main thing to do is to not let them get out of hand. It's that uh, those little minor adjustments that are what we call enabling, <laughs> uh, where we, but that's, that's based on non-acceptance, you know. And so the surrender means acceptance of all reality. This is the starting line. Doesn't mean being doormat. And then it, the next part of surrender is footwork. Now there's lots of, um, uh, but, lots of advice in Al-Anon. Al-Anon is, Al-Anon has ba the basic wisdom the world needs. You know, early in the, in the history of Alcoholics Anonymous, before Al-Anon got started, way before Al-Anon, I think Al-Anon dates from the mid-50s, right? As an organization, as a fellowship? Yeah, yeah well that was 45, and then 46, he really got rolling in the 50s. Um, well, before the 50s, people who got sober in AA were so thrilled with the experience of recovery and renewed vitality that people got so excited in their recovery in AA, they wanted to explore, the world needs this. You know, let's get everybody in the world in this. And boy, would they ever be excited. And of course, the world wasn't too excited. Uh, and, it, and all the alcoholics went crazy and got drunk trying to get the whole world. <laughs> Uh, to get in it. And I suppose the same things, but the, the, the basic um, insights and just the fundamental everyday advice you get in the Al-Anon program is, I mean, it contains the wisdom of the ages. It's, <laughs> I mean, we are close to the heart of the most important things for any human being to get. Uh, is the, the basic Al-Anon advice. And it, it's certainly more exportable than, uh, than something that's more specifically connected with alcohol. Uh, but even with this, this basic advice that we're leading to footwork, that suggests footwork, you know. I want to say a little bit more about acceptance. Not only does surrender include in itself the acceptance of the world as it is, out there, it includes especially acceptance of you as you are. 
Um, a lot of us live with a constitutional regret that we didn't turn out better. Um, that we, um, uh, and a lot of us live with a hope that we're going to get over some things that basically qualify us for the program. <laughs> you know, the, uh, it's as if an alcoholic were living with a hope that become a non-alcoholic, not be allergic to alcohol anymore. Um, and the person who qualifies for the Al-Anon program qualifies in virtue of being vulnerable to manipulation, of being, um, of having an eradicable belief in control. Uh, that uh, down deep, I just have this conviction that it would, it would be so good It'd be so good for you and me and everybody if I could just explain a few things to you and make you get them. And if I could just, if I could just get over my urge to eat chocolates or um, see that old idea that I used to be attached to, uh, who lives now in San Mateo. Um, <laughs> or if I could get over uh, my laziness and be more efficient. If I could just get old, oh, if I could just get over. And uh, Surrender says, well, today you're not over it. <laughs> what does a person do who's not over that? What do they do next? It's none of your business about getting over things. That's your higher power's business. And you'll never know what you can't get over and what you can get over until you accept everything and do footwork. When you accept everything, you've got to be fundamentally willing not to get over almost anything. And then a couple things you'll actually get over. They'll, be, they'll surprise you. They're not the things you're interested in anyway. You know. uh, <laughs> things you want to get over the most, you don't. Um, but even when we don't, get, but accepting, accepting things at depth is such a revolution in itself that it looks as if we got over things a lot of times. For example, to, to, to use this, I don't know if it, I hope it doesn't offend, offend you that I do use alcoholism as an example of some things, but it's kind of a reference that comes to my mind easy. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the fundamental example is, you know, the alcoholic who refused to be alcoholic always gets drunk. And the alcoholic who says, yes, I'm an alcoholic forever, I'll never get over it, tends to stay sober. That's kind of a paradox, isn't it? Uh, the, which makes the, there was a, when I was in my recovery house in New Jersey, there was one priest agonizing over the questionnaire for, to get a driver's license in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And they asked, are you an alcoholic? Well, you can kind of tell what they want. They want to get the drunk drivers off the road. So if you say, I'm an alcoholic, they don't give you a license. And if you say, you're not, they give you one. Well, if they had any sense, they'd know that anyone who says they're alcoholic is now sober. Because they wouldn't, uh, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> and if they said they're not, well, it means either they are or they're not. You're not anywhere, you don't gain any ground there, you know, in getting the, uh, so, um, but so the acceptance uh, itself causes a revolution. So uh, let's say 
the, the typical person who comes for uh, uh, to the Al-Anon program, and you have this character defect, it's, or this this powerlessness, this thing about you, where you just seem to sniff out people who 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 need a lot of fixing, and they 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 really get your attention, um, kind of sense them around corners. Um, and you're kind of looking for a way to, um, you know, the, the Women Who Love Too Much book, uh, which has its own problems, I guess people, in, uh, but there's, there is a such thing. Some people are, do find that they're, a, that they're not attracted to people who act in a healthy way because it's kind of a boring prospect, nothing to do. Um, and, uh, and if they have some real obvious problems, you kind of, your pulse quickens. Um, and it looks like, oh, here we go. This has got some promise here. Um, now, after a person's been in the program a little bit, you think, well, man, that's sick. I want to get over that. You know? And it, well, good luck. Good luck of getting over automatic emotional reactions. You know? Uh, if a person, in fact, uh, has the, um, this thing where we tend to be turned on, energized, we tend to, our, our interest perks up. We really start moving when somebody acts in a certain dysfunctional way. Well, you figure, that's you. And to change it, the change has not come about by getting over it, the change, the change comes about by accepting it in such a deep, unequivocal way that you figure, you know, a person like me needs a program. A person like me needs to hang out with people who tell stories about this kind of stuff a lot so I can stay awake to it. And that when I am energized and I ha start heading in the direction of doing kind of a sick enabling deal, I'll notice it a little sooner and with encouragement of my friends, make a mid-course correction and uh, change the way I do that. And then, you know, I can live. And if a person does, in fact, follow that course with a deep acceptance, a willingness to be emotionally vulnerable to people who are manipulative in that particular way, and that you're going to need a program, so you go to the program and you're, you're kind of uh, regularly identifying with others, and you, which helps you do a little footwork. Footwork includes going to the meeting, reading the book, saying your prayers, and hanging out to compare notes. Uh, in that, and then it would lead, that would be the regular footwork. Then it would lead to a particular footwork of saying, no, I don't think we should go out anymore. <laughs> um, saying no. Um, saying no, you have to move out now. Uh, uh, I know you live with your mother for 20 years and you don't know where else to live. You only live with me for <laughs> two months, but you really have to move anyway. Um, that kind of thing. Um, that particular footwork, that's all you have to do. You don't have to, when we live in fear and without surrender, we want to transcend it and get over it or sink into despair. And when we have a thoroughgoing acceptance of ourselves, Shouldn't we want to change at all? Sure. But we don't know how we're going to change. 
what we do is have a way of life that promises the best quality of change that we get to kind of notice as it goes along. And it, uh, the biggest and deepest and truest change comes about in surrender where we have a thoroughgoing acceptance of the worst news about ourselves inside and the worst news outside. And then what's the next syndicated thing? And we do that and anybody from a helicopter would say, did she ever shape up? Wow, this is a very healthy person. I mean, alert, wise. Uh, I'd like to meet this person. And to the individual in recovery from codependency, from, if you might use the word, uh, we have the paradoxical feeling that, well, I'm kind of getting on to it now. Am I ever a sitting duck for manipulation? You know? <laughs> I mean, I have a little flag up. Please, anybody kind of sick, please come over here and have some fun. Um, <laughs> this, uh, uh, I'm ready, you know. And a, boy, a person like that who runs up the old flag, they better go to meetings regularly, and I, and I intend to do it. Um, and there's a revolution in life, you know. So surrender has the, you know, the paradoxical thing where I have a habitual, fixated focus on results. And surrender very kindly says to us, do yourself a favor. You can't make the results different anyway. Why torture yourself by letting yourself just stay fixed on making sure he's safe, making sure she comes home, making sure they study, making sure they get a job, making sure they don't get fired, making sure, you know, uh, we can't make sure of anything. 